0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Conversations with Jackie and Bobby Angel. We're Jackie and Bobby, your hosts. And today, it's just the two of us. We're chatting. We're having a conversation amongst ourselves.
1: Most of like the time. Coffee
0: talk, although you have coffee and I have tea, so it can't be really coffee talk.
1: Partial coffee talk.
0: Which, by the way, I grew up watching Saturday at Live as like a fourth grader, you guys. Like, talk about parental oversight.
1: <laughs> and you turned out, okay? Question mark?
0: So I watched, like, the Mike Myers like literally boobalow, oh my gosh, I'm getting a schnook and the like of my You know what I mean? Like I sat there, like I remember being 10 and going over to my friend's house, like I would like swing by her house to pick her up as we would walk a few more blocks to school, to elementary school. And her parents would be watching Saturday Night Live in the morning, like the recap. And granted that wasn't Mike Myers days. I'm trying to remember, that was probably Will Ferrell. Yes, it was with the Will Ferrell cheerleader days. If you want to know a little into my <laughs> life and how I was raised, very little parental oversight, okay?
1: It's wonderful. It's wonderful when you make these references. A certain generation.
0: Yeah, over thirty. The over thirty crowd.
1: It just slays them, and underneath they're like, huh? Kind of the under thirty crowd, like. What's she doing?
0: Most people don't realize, like Bobby Angel is a song. Bobby Angel, yes, I love him. Like that's an oldie song. Well, you have to be a, sorry. It's
1: Johnny. You, Johnny you have to be a Greatest Generation too. <laughs> <laughs> to pick up that reference.
0: No, dude, I grew up with old, like my parents, because my parents are in that generation, they grew up, we grew up with oldies. So I grew up listening to Johnny Angel. That's why, we, and Bobby, poor Bobby, dentists would sing that to you.
1: Oh, every dentist.
0: <laughs> or they're like the hygienist.
1: Yeah, whoever has the agent. oldie station on yeah. knows this well.
0: Um, And so we just looked up because our, our two and a half year old got out of bed, just FYI. <laughs>
1: So we're gonna to try to record as much as we can
0: while well, we before neglect this, our children
1: <laughs> before this, watch a movie. before the screaming begins.
0: <laughs> okay, so on with the on with the show. Um, we're gonna talk about what we almost named this podcast and how the reference that we almost named our podcast is people, biblical. It's biblical, but a lot of people didn't get it because, and that's when we're like, well, maybe we shouldn't name it that if people aren't gonna understand this funny funny scripture verse.
1: Yeah, so the art of naming your show is more complicated or tricky than people probably think, unless you've done this exercise before where you have all these great ideas and then you realize they're already taken.
0: They're already taken. You're like, oh, you're like, ah, such a good name from the podcast.
1: Like, that's a great name, and then you realize it's sitting in your subconscious for a reason because...
0: Yeah, and I and we thought about the Jackie and Bobby show, but every time I'm just like, the Jackie and Bobby show. Like, that always yeah, no, comes to
1: mind. Yeah, anyone who's got a quote show
0: uh there are of, a, lot, a lot of friends who have shows all
1: respect um yeah i just couldn't get the game show jingle out of my head
0: but jackie and bobby this is the other interesting little tidbit is back in the day there was actually a cartoon where a little cartoon couple were jackie and bobby bobby's world bobby's world and bobby had black hair and jackie had like a strawberry blonde
1: it was a cartoon it
0: was a cartoon and it's a
1: midwest family never
0: ever thought i would marry nat Marry a man. I would marry a man. <laughs> Never thought till I would marry a man named Bobby. It just you know, um. But yeah, I mean, married a man named Bobby. So or Jackie and Bobby. Anyway, so the Jackie and Bobby show. I saw. Is that the Jackie and Bobby show? That's, right. that's what came to mind. We so, considered
1: the the Jackie experience. No stop. Parentheses no. <laughs> with Bobby.
0: With Bobby. That's not true. We did not. Um. But then one of our friends. Well before
1: then, there were other options like Jackie and Bobby unleashed, which just was too aggressive.
0: Yeah. I didn't
1: know what that was going to convey.
0: Because we're actually going to have some episodes that are explicit because I drop a... So my
1: wife can't help herself. I don't
0: drop F-bombs, but I will say a a delicately well-placed cuss word every now and then, you know,
1: I... In all our our work, we hope to bring joy and some unity... To the body of Christ, and so it, it, and
0: healing. We need healing. Yeah,
1: and the human, uh, human, and human formation and healing, and so never wanted to become a show of hot takes and just my and not opinions. the political
0: realm because we we could care less. Not that we care less, but we don't want our faith to become political. We want to stick to the beauty, truth, and goodness of the Catholic faith and the human part of that.
1: Right. So on the comedy end, one, one of the names that a friend of ours threw out. Jokingly, is something that actually we seriously workshopped for a few days. Um
0: for like a couple of weeks I thought about this.
1: Yeah, and went back and forth and
0: because she said, like, what are your favorite scripture verses?
1: That aren't overt that a person not of faith, uh, wouldn't be scared off by Right, the Jesus show with Jackie and Bobby. It's it's the something Jesus that would yeah. hook someone maybe who wouldn't like we're, religion may be a turnoff. They would start listening for the content or for the interviews, the interesting conversations we get into, yeah. not realizing, oh, wait, this is actually Catholic or this is this is Christian, and you're slipping in the truth and and goodness and beauty and and so what's a name that's what would be a show name that's that's biblical but isn't overtly biblical? But
0: the problem is one of your favorite scripture verses is. 2 Kings 2, 22, which talks about poor Elisha going up to Bethel, and the 42 children were shouting at him, go up, bald head. Some translators said, go up, baldy. And it's like, and Elisha, prophet of the Lord, he cursed the children in the name of the Lord, and two she-bears came out of the forest and tore the 42 children to pieces.
1: The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. It's like, that's it. I'm like, don't ask him what his favorite scripture verse is. Cause you would do that to your, um, well,
1: when I would, when I would teach, te- yeah, when I students. would teach and then I inevitably have a student who said the Bible is boring. And I said, okay, so let's uh, to sta- stand up and you're going to read to the class second Kings two 23 and they're joking. And then it quickly turns to horror and
0: I'm like, the Bible is horrible. So, you're like, okay, well.
1: so we almost named it uh, she bears, no. but no, the you other-, know,
0: our other favorite one, which by the way, when Bobby and I were dating, you drew me this picture. You drew me like one of your friends. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Reference to Titanic, slow, 1997.
1: Slow dramatics of my coffee. Draw
0: me like what of your French girls. No, uh, okay. Shunt. Unshunt. <laughs> so he drew me a picture. <laughs> There's a, there was a pickup line that was like, girl, your hair is like a flock of goats running down the mountains of Gilead, because that's from Song of Songs, that's biblical. Um, so he drew like a picture of me with like my hair, and Bobby's a really good artist. He, he actually is a good drawer, 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 drawer. drawer the rural juror, um, and he, <laughs> you drew me a picture of like me with my hair, and at the end of my hair, they became goats, so... Go and read the scripture verse, love.
1: From Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, chapter four. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats moving down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn ewes that have come up from the washing. <laughs> now, and it goes on, it goes on. And you know, like in the back of the day. On and on and on and on, and on
0: and it goes.
1: You know, back in the day, this was young young men were not allowed to read from the Song of Songs um, until until they were a certain age. Mature,
0: a mature age, because it talks about your just keep reading.
1: Well, I'm not going to. Because this would be Um, an
0: explicit episode.
1: I'm (laughs) I'm getting bothered. But so, yeah, the running kind of inside joke has been flock of goats. And then a friend of ours suggested not realizing we have this long comedic history within our relationship. said, what if you named it flock of goats?
0: Flock of goats foG fog flock of goats.
1: F-O-G. and, and uh, laughter laughter turned to serious like hmm
0: we really we why really which flock really of
1: goats. lasted for several days of like workshopping this and being at the pool with friends and, and going around and like the merits of it and the problem
0: was even our really good Catholic friends who aren't toB like we know probably about flock of goats because of theology of the body. And we know song of songs and we know, we know that well. And we know the flock, of, we know the funny pickup line. So we knew flock of goats, but we told our friends we're like, hmm.
1: <laughs> also. WT. It, it, yeah. the, the thought of if we invite guests on to the the show yes, and story. they have, they have serious stories and they have really amazing insights. And yeah. Do you want to be on the flock of goats? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which, yes, the two of us are, are silly enough. We're goofy enough. Like, Flock of Goats is great. But, yes, when we want to invite, like, actually therapists and doctors, who the people that we're going to have on are very funny, too. And they're, they very, don't take themselves
1: too seriously. Yeah, they're very down to earth, but, but still.
0: Still, some of the topics we might go into, like, we're covering how to heal from abuse and stuff like that. Like, welcome at the Flock of Goats You know, it's just. At that point I was like, maybe not the best. Uh,
1: now the merchandise options though. Oh, the goats are endless.
0: The goats that could have been because goats can be very cute. They can be very scary, but very cute too. Like little baby, little baby goats. In fact, by the way, we live by a, a farm, like a couple farms. This housing area used to just be forest, like twenty years ago. And we, we pass by a farm who was not sold to the HOA, good job farm, but they have little little goats and like a probably an alpaca. I always want to say llama, but it's probably an alpaca. And when they're baby goats, in the spring old baby goats were, were born and poor Bobby, every time we pass by those baby goats, I get so excited. I, baby goats. I did that when we went to Scotland when we I was pregnant with Abby. Oh, my husband, I'm very glad you endure. You endure this this craziness. A very
1: long, beautiful train ride
0: from Glasgow, Scotland Glasgow. to uh, Loch the Loch Ness. Essentially, we went to go see Nessie, the monster.
1: There. Yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> and every little field, it was springtime too, and all the baby sheep. Oh my gosh! I've died and gone to heaven. That there are all these little baby sheep, and the way they jump. <laughs> They jump around.
1: The entire train ride.
0: I'm like, oh, I squealed, like, baby, look at this. And this extrovert, I get very I'm like a little kid, and I get very excited about baby sheep and the poor Bobby, the the melancholic, like the first time. Great, they're cute. And then my Eeyore of a husband.
1: Two hours in.
0: <laughs> two hours in it's like another sheep. It's another sheep that's frolicking about. You you love me very much. So after
1: much prayer and discernment.
0: Not we just, flock of sheep we or goats.
1: decided to table a flock of goats. Yeah. Maybe down the road. Yeah. Unless someone trademarks it first.
0: Oh boy, get on that. Get the stickers and the mugs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, conversations because we knew we were gonna ha- be having conversations.
1: Yeah, I felt strongly about conversations because
0: a conversation with it.
1: Yeah, it was never. I never wanted to have like a one-person show of opinions and hot takes. It's always in conversation with. Us as a married couple, outside friends and professionals, and walking together to, as Father Josh Johnson says, walking together on our walk to eternity, uh, sharing insights, sharing stories. So conversations is something like a theme, or that was the word that kept coming up in my own prayer, just stuck with me for the sake of what do we call this project?
0: Yeah. And, because, and then I thought, like, flock of goats is very important to It made me think of JP2 and how JP2 has been, there have been a few saints and people very instrumental in our even just finding each other. Um, because when you're single, you know, you don't know, like, is the person, is the person I'm going to marry? Like, are they, have they been right next to me my whole life? Like, are they in my city? Are they in my state? And I kind of have this feeling, I don't know why, like, I have a feeling like they're not going to be someone I've grown up with or no. but my prayer was, Lord, I would like to be friends with the person I'm going to marry. Like, it'd be nice to have a friendship. And it's, you know, when, after you're out of school, all of you are single. No, it's very difficult. The dating scene is very difficult. Um, it's like, where do you go to find somebody? And granted, we have friends who have found their spouse, every type of place, like in a bar, we have multiple friends who, or in a bar. Um, we have multiple friends like on Catholic match, we have friends where it was in ministry, friends where it's across the country, across the world, you know. So you just never know. Um, but I really feel like JP2 and Mama Mary brought us together. And JP2, his life was devoted to our lady, to Jesus Mary Joseph. He would always write on his notes, right? JMJ,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Jesus Mary, Jesus Mary
1: Joseph. Yeah, by JP2, we mean Pope John Paul II was born in 1920. He died in 2005, is now a saint of the Catholic Church. Uh, he was the real deal. And just talking to friends who have gotten to meet Swiss guards and other priests around him who knew him and would would testify that it's, it's true. Like we're doing a lot of tearing down of heroes nowadays and this is true even in churches. Uh, but JP too, from again, everything I've read and he was a human, he was a human being, but from a very early point in his life devo- devoted himself to his faith, to Jesus Christ, to the church. He went all in and just radiated a certain holiness that was attractive that people around the world responded to and was the only Pope that we grew up with for 20 years. And so his it was his name said at every mass. And I remember when he died, I was a sophomore in college and watching on a very tiny screen, but just crying and feeling like I had my spiritual grandfather on the other side of the world just was dying. And it. I, very difficult to put to words, but it's like he. There was a there was a connection. Yeah. And I was proud of, of the man that he was. And this is what we believe too, is that death is not the end. Death is a door to the next chapter. And and as a saint of the church, sitting at the foot of, of Christ, even more so are our prayers and our intercession to the saints heard and efficacious. And so he that sense of, I will do more in heaven than I could ever do on earth here.
0: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was when I found out. I was at Tepeyac in Prescott, Arizona. It says it's Prescott, not Prescott. Prescott. It's kind of like they're like, no, it's not Boise. It's Boise in Louisville. <laughs> like all
1: these cities. So we built
0: Prescott. Um, so Prescott, Arizona. I was like, we were looking at the camp. I remember who I was with, and I just started crying because yeah, I was like, and I was at World Youth Day in 2000, and that was Pope John Paul's. Is that, no, maybe he was in 02. Can't, I can't remember. But I was with him. I was like a sophomore in high school in 2000 in Rome. Gosh, yeah. And just, I didn't have my conversion until I was 18. And I think, you know, he'd been our Pope, but I really, theology of the body has been such a huge part of our lives, our stories. And that's what brought us together. in his teaching from you just think like a celibate man has written three-fourths of the church's teaching on sexual ethic, which is unreal. And people are like, well, how could a celibate man talk about sex? And what this is, now granted, I was a celibate woman for 29 years, and I could talk about sex in a way, not from experience, but I knew the theology of it, but I also had friends. (laughs) It's like when you have couples around you or people who do know, like Pope John Paul had so many young couples that he was their spiritual director, mentor, he was like their friend. And so he knew, but he the the beauty of the theology, oh man, the theology of the body, it brought us together. So I want to ask you, when did you first learn about theology of the body and like and then how did that progress until we met each other?
1: Yeah, John Paul II's theology of the body is this robust, very philosophical, but very profound teaching on how the human body, the human bodies, of uh, male, female, and in the family, reveal God.
0: Like our bodies have a, the- our bodies are not just biological, they are theological, because we see stamped in our bodies the call for to communion. That is male and female. We realize, like, we're not meant to be alone, which is from Genesis. You're man; it's, it's not good for man to be alone. But we see that we are made for communion. Which is, it says in the Catechism that God, like, I love y- y'all. I don't know. Maybe you don't remember this. Like the secret, it was like the big thing. Like it was like an Oprah, and, like the secret
1: of life, whatever. This book and the
0: yeah, back in the day, and it actually says that the innermost secret of God in the Catechism it says the innermost secret of God is that He wants us to become one with Him. In his like in his innermost, he's a communion of persons, and he wants us to partake in that love. So we are all made for union with God on earth and in heaven, and we are made for communion with him. We aren't meant to be alone, and that God himself is a communion of persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So we reveal our bodies reveal, like if just men existed, this world would be one generation, we've been done. But that we are called to communion. That is a sign, Pope John Paul said, our bodies and as male and female together are a sign of eternity, a sign of heaven, that we are called to be in communion with God, Jesus the bridegroom and us the church the bride, we are called to be one with God in heaven, that our bodies aren't just biological, you know, <laughs> but, you're welcome. but they are theological, they reveal something about God. We see stamp in our bodies the good news that we are called to union and communion with God. So you learned about that. I learned
1: about it. The first time I heard the words were, I was a sophomore in college and our friend Kathleen came back from a Christopher West presentation Mm -hmm. and she was all hopped up on this lingo and this vision. And she got like the VHS tapes, I think. No. Yeah, it was either like very (laughs) early. Dude,
0: Come on, they had no, no, no,
1: no. This was 2005 ish. Even I four. Doesn't, so it may have been it may have been DVD, but the church moved slow. So let's assume it was VHS. And so then I got to hear Christopher West speak in seminary when after running away from God for a while after college, going the firefighting route for a little bit, venture relented, heard Christ beckoning to follow him consider the, the priesthood. My first year in the seminary christopher west came and gave us a one day intense workshop on the theology of the body and then i was ready for it at that point i just was i don't know I, I definitely had some humbling in life i definitely had tried things my own way i had known what the church taught up here but my heart wasn't all there yet and you know love made a lot of mistakes and i was just ready to hear it and hear it in such a passionate and life-giving way and towards the end of the talk, he presented that the Theology of the Body Institute, which he is a part of, does these week-long, intense retreats courses. And there was some kind of poking of the Holy Spirit telling me, like, I feel like I need to do this. And I feel like I should go to this thing. And lo and behold, this is where we met. Um,
0: the second time. The
1: second time, because they offer different courses all year long. And the second course I attended, you were there. And then the third course, Love. True love.
0: <laughs> True love. But, wait, wait, hold on. So by, by the way, he, had he entered, so like you went on this detour after college, had you entered seminary right after college, you would have missed Christopher West. Like you would have already been in major seminary at that point, And he came to the minor to give that talk. Like, it's amazing how we think of, we've thought about like it hurts, how many ways. It
1: hurts my head that when I go back and I think of in order for us to be here right now, um, yeah. Everything, so that, everything that had to line up the tapestry, the back of the tapestry that looks like a mess but what God is weaving on the front, Prince of Egypt taught me you know that that metaphor. lesson that metaphor. <laughs> how beautiful it is that even in our running away God is still using all these things to bring about his glory in our lives and to the world and so I can't overstate the importance John Paul II has had on me just as a man of what this kind of Renaissance man looked like, of athlete, poet, scholar, guy who lived through both the Nazis and the communist takeover of Poland, and yet kept his faith, uh, kept his resolve to sacrifice to to the very end, and showed us what suffering looked like, even in his late years of many assassination attempts of dealing with Parkinson's, of not running away and hiding, but bringing that suffering For the world to see and obviously his great teachings that we call the theology of the body in giving me a language of finally like this is what i do with my desires like this is a way to like channel in a healthy transformative way not in a way that represses my sexuality or just indulge but here's a way that is truly life-giving and transformative and to to be able to start a marriage with that understanding and that that work because it, it self mastery is a long and exacting work. One of my favorite lines in the catechism just affirms like this transformation of the heart to our actions is not overnight. And, um, which John Paul II had a hand in crafting that, that catechism that we use. So, but what, what about you? Like, when did you hear TOB and when did you under, like get it in the heart?
0: Yeah. So I think I was a sophomore in college and I was a core member. And so all of our core members, um, our youth minister brought like the four part DVD series or six part DVD. There was a lot of parts to it. Um, but we watched that as a, as a core team and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then I'm pretty, let's see. And then in 0405 or 0506, it was either like sophomore, junior year or junior, senior year of college. There was a youth ministry certification with Franciscan University and Life Teen that they did like a youth ministry certification. To, it was like a week long thing. The first week of January it was like two years. So it was like first week of January this year, then next week of January. And I met some awesome um, friend, people who are friends now, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the first time we met. We And Christopher West came and spoke for one of those days. And it just stirred up something in me because I was raised, you know, some people are raised with like the very shame based purity puritanistic culture of sex. And that was not my story at all. Like I was raised in very, like almost the opposite, like, you know, just no, really no talk about it. And it's like, not a big deal. Well, you're
1: letting it's, MTV and movies and the culture. Yeah. Very tell, little, tell you
0: little parental oversight is what I'm <laughs> not, and not that and back then we didn't have phone, I mean, cell phones. So like, even like pornography wasn't for me. I it wasn't a thing, but it's just still, even in my relationships, it was like, Oh, this guy's attractive. You're breathing. Let's date, or let's do this. Like, I just didn't know. I don't know. Like I thought like, Oh yeah, once you get married, you can do anything. You can use contraception. So I just didn't even know what the church taught. I just didn't. So Christopher West kind of put to words and, and, and Pope John Paul's teaching of theology of the body, just put, put to words what was happening in my heart. And I remember, so yeah, he, so this was like back in Oh four, Oh five. And then I was a youth minister in 06, 07, And I remember carrying the theology of the body, this massive book with me to airports. Like as I started traveling in 07, 08, 09, I wanted to read the actual TOB because, and it's, this is why Christopher West is so good at what he does because it's hard to read. And it, and he would bring it d- down to a very understandable level. And, and he got criticized for that. But I'm like, are you kidding? Like you're criticizing someone for taking this thing that not a lot of people are gonna read to making it understandable for our generation. Um, and
1: Cause JP JP2 was a philosopher, he was a scholar. Yeah. And so it, that comes out in the way he writes.
0: Yeah, if you're not a philosopher, and that's that's not how your brain works, it's like it's very difficult to understand. I mean, I even knew the basics of TOB. Oh, and I read Good News About Sex and Marriage, which I think is a very good book. I love that book. um Made it very easy to understand. Even knowing all that stuff and reading TOB, the actual TOB, I was like, oh, this is. Yeah. Okay. Like, just keep going. You can do this. Just keep going. I think I would go to a coffee shop cause I didn't have a job. Um, I was just like a traveling whatever. And I didn't travel a whole lot back then. So I was like, I'm going to go to a coffee shop and read five people, whatever's a day, you know, and like five chapters a day. And that was very tough, but anyways, and then it was 2010. Um, a friend of mine had gone on the course, which was the theology of body Institute. Like they have a week long course called the head and heart immersion. Oh my gosh. Amazing. We, I mean, we highly recommend it, not just to find your future spouse, wink, wink, but highly recommend it just as like, what an amazing retreat um, you learn. It's like a whole semester course in a week in six days. So you do six hours. It's 30 hours. we sorry, classroom. five days. I mean, yeah, you do 30 hours of
1: classroom time, but it's, it's in this very unique atmosphere of there's daily mass and there's
0: the energy a, hours, a and
1: confession and... and there, but you're also just with a hundred other people single married priests religious who
0: consecrate from around the
1: world are soaking up this vision of the human person and what yeah. does it mean to be human and want to live it and so you're just surrounded with all these like-minded people who are at all different stages of their own faith journey and so it's a beautiful environment where truly like it's been life-changing for me on on several levels
0: I've also seen, I've gone to courses with people who were not Catholic and they've had conversions in those courses, like become Catholic after learning, because it's like something within you. And I have, I have, I can think of two Protestant friends of mine, evangelicals who I gave either the CDs to the Christopher West CDs, or I gave a book to, and they were like, oh my gosh, this is what I have kind of felt my whole life, but never knew how to put it into words like this. So. To, here comes 2010. I think I my first course was March, 2010, your first course. So mine was with Christopher West. Yours was with Bill Donahue in June yep, or June.
1: May.
0: It was June. Okay. So we both went on the course 2010 separately. And then we both were on TOV2 in January, 2011. That's where we first met. And, you know, obviously he was in seminary. So I just remember looking back and I see that it's like it was the very first day and I look back and there's this like very handsome guy and I'm like, oh, boy, you know, <laughs> and then you're like, like, oh, what's your name? And blah, blah, and I'm like, I'm in seminary. And I'm like, oh, my heart just died, you know, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Um, So what was kind of cool is that I just but I remember um, we didn't hang out a ton that week because we had different group friend groups, but we kind of had all the young adults kind of sometimes packed together, you know, and have like meals together. But I remember telling my best friend after that week, I said, there was a guy there, and that's the kind of guy, obviously it's not him because he's going be a priest, but that's the kind of guy I would like to marry, like his sense of humor, good looking, obviously, um, and just like his personality. <laughs> the beard, <laughs> um, the jewel of the face. So I just remember like, that that's the type of guy. Like I found finally the kind of guy that I would like to marry. But we ended up being friends. We were friends for a year and a half. And when I say friends, I mean, we didn't live in the same state. So every once in a while we'd be like, hey, pray for me, I'm doing this, you guys, your, <laughs> your seminary band.
1: <laughs> we had a seminary band. Oh my
0: gosh.
1: Uh, we just mostly did praise and worship covers. We rehearsed very little. I cannot emphasize Oh, he plays
0: bass, he plays instruments. I can't
1: emphasize it enough how we how little we rehearsed. Um, yeah, and, and we were
0: called those guys.
1: I uh, my we had a few different names. Hey, kind of now we're full circle with this episode, but <laughs> the name for your band is also a very challenging because also people have different opinions. Some people don't care. Some people care way too much. They want a very sincere name. And I
0: was that your idea that those guys.
1: Yeah, I said we would be those guys. Trademark so that you course, people would say, who are those guys? Those guys are awful. Those guys again.
0: It's like, who's on first? Any of you have ever been in drama, acting class in high school? In it was Norman? brilliant. Who's on first? Who, who's that? Those guys. No, who are those guys? Those guys. You. You did that. Oh, my gosh. Of course you did. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> Which guys? Those guys. Who? Those guys. It just, yeah. It, this can go on for an hour. Anyways. So those guys, so you'd be like, text me like, hey, pray for, pray for
1: Because me. we needed it. <laughs> How little we rehearsed, we needed all the prayers. So we didn't pray talk. Pray for us. So we didn't talk much at all until we remet met uh, A
0: year and a half later.
1: At another TOB Institute course. And then it was, we were Ooh, both.
0: Our professor was Peter
1: Kraft. Boston philosopher Peter Kraft, who's brilliant. He wrote
0: like 80 books.
1: He wrote, he, he taught the philosophy of JP2. And that was.
0: That was the course name. Intense. Oh my gosh.
1: It was a lot. But yeah,
0: that's what he yeah,
1: But it was beautiful. And I don't think I remember
0: anything. <laughs> because the whole time, I just, you know, anytime Peter Crape would say something, I'd be laughing. I'd look at Bobby, be like, ah, they're like, oh, looking too long. Too much eye contact. Looking too long. And then anytime Peter Cray would say anything like, you're never more of a man than when you're in the presence of a real woman. You're never more of a real woman or woman than you're in the presence of a real man. And Bobby's and like, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact. You know, that like beginning stages of like, oh, looking at your eyes too long, you're beautiful. So anyways, we could share our, that story another time. But JP 2 because that would take to talk to about our the rest of that story. Pope
1: John Paul II.
0: Pope John, St. John Paul II brought us together. Mary. Oh, and the other thing is, my friend had been telling me to consecrate myself to our lady for years she's now a she's taken her first vows of consecration to the missionaries of maximilian colby and they love our lady um she had been telling me for years i need to consecrate myself and then um 2009 i had a priest friend who was like jackie he's from scotland you need to consecrate yourself to mary and i was like why he's like because if you want to keep yourself from the devil he's like and as you do ministry <laughs> He's like you, you. need to protect yourself and place yourself in the womb. That's where Jesus was formed, and that's where you, as a disciple, is formed. Sorry, my I'm a Glas. That's my Glasgow uh, accent. Anyways, so I did. I consecrate. My date was February second because you you pick like a feast day of Our Lady, and that's Groundhog Day, of course. <laughs> it is. It's also the presentation of Our Lord. Um, two
1: more years of consecration.
0: How dare you? <laughs> And this went up. We see that you need to do the thirty hundred oh. days of consecration. Do it again. I don't know whose voice I'm doing right now, but um, someone British. I don't know whose voice that. Anyways, um, so I consecrate, and you also consecrated yourself to Our Lady in two thousand ten.
1: Mary is is the silent spiritual ninja. I swear, like behind oh, the scenes, killer. she doesn't. She doesn't want any attention because it is always Jesus. It's, she's always pointing to her son. She's always pointing to Jesus, but she's john, like
0: the moon that reflects i mean life. that's
1: a whole another hour of john paul ii and mary of his his mother died when he was very young and went to our lady and said you must be my mother now his papal motto is totus tuus maria totally yours totally yours mary and so you can't have jp2 without mary yeah. as part of the picture here and and as priests as priests in formation we were told like mary has to be you know part of your journey you, you're not going to make it as a celibate man unless you have a, be a mama's boy. Well, you got to be yeah, the right kind of mama's boy. And, <laughs> the right, yeah, that's true, I guess. and I was avoiding the consecration to Mary. We'll put a link in this to our Ascension video we did on what is consecration to Mary. What's that about? Where did it come from? Um, I was avoiding it because it just seemed intense. It seemed like I had to be a priest if I did this. And so I was... I was honestly, that was kind of like, this is intense. Like it takes on the nature of a vow is the language. I said, this is, I don't know. And it was the first TOB course where this girl physically put the little brown booklet in my hands and said, I feel like you're supposed to do this.
0: Which is the St. Louis de Montfort con 33, 33 days. days consecration to our lady. Yeah.
1: yeah. And this was the thing I was avoiding. And this girl comes up out of nowhere. She says, I think you're supposed to do this and gives me the book. And I said, okay, Mary, I get it. She
0: knows. Yeah.
1: And so I... Do you remember your day? The following December.
0: Oh, yeah. It was 2010 Immaculate Conception, December 8th, yeah, right? Yeah, December 8th. Because now we renew ours every year. Every,
1: every year on the Immaculate Conception Immaculate. on December 8th. Immaculate.
0: Yes, we do. So Mary brought us together.
1: But that's what I mean. like Pope
0: John Paul brought us together. JP2
1: and Mary, it's this like side-by-side, you know, tag team. They're going to take you down.
0: And that's another, again, this is another podcast of how the 54-day Rosary Novena that I did for my future spouse, and I met you on the second day of that. I mean, yeah, it's was crazy. So anyway, but JP2, show the people, <laughs> show the people. The so any,
1: yeah, so for anyone who's gotten this far in the show, God, God bless, bless you. Yeah, God bless you, truly. God bless him. Any books by Christopher West, we recommend. There's also the, the big biography of JP2, if you're interested by George Weigel, Jason Everett has St. John Paul the Great, His Five Loves. I think this is super readable, very... Um,
0: I probably cried many
1: this, times. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely cried near the end of it. Um,
0: Jason Everett. You say Everett, Everett. What
1: do you People say? People always
0: say Everett, Everett, Everett.
1: That, Jason. Books, that, books, you, Jason. that book's great. Um, if you're on the more philosophical, bend, or not necessarily even The Human Person, according to John Paul II by J. Brian... Bransfield is a great anthropology read of, as well as some, some biblical um, points that John Paul II makes. And then John Paul II also wrote this book, Love and Responsibility, and it's great to see that work getting the, the attention it deserves. Also very philosophical, but so much practical points he makes on. So good. The fact that love requires responsibility willing the good of the other
0: and his thesis is the opposite of love is use it's not hate he is like in the future the opposite of love is going to be that we are going to use people as objects for our own pleasure instead of as persons to be loved oh boy
1: it's yeah good. Love, it's really good. love and responsibility but it's it's tough to read out the get-go this is an older copy Uh, they've got new the 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 new updated version the new printing as a new different cover but men women and the mystery of love by dr edward Shree is a super readable uh
0: breaking down of love and responsibility
1: breaking down of john paul ii's love and responsibility and it's really meant for like a young adult college age um you can read on your own you can read in a group there's study questions
0: we went through it with your juniors and seniors in high school the dudes
1: yeah I had I had my students yeah we worked through that together and they
0: loved it they were like oh this is so it's so practical it's so good
1: and we were reading at spring semester leading up to prom in the end of the year where emotions are running high and the temptation to like to
0: use to people. use one
1: another and even though you know like let
0: yourself be used
1: you're about to leave you're about to go to college in a different state but I really want to hook up with this girl and but now they know like that's I not can't
0: use people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not loving. It's I'm, I want to use like they were able to, to put names to the conflicting yeah uh, human tendencies we have because
0: that's how we're trained. We're we're trained by, you know, even just TV, movies, music, pornography to just to use people for our own physical, sexual, emotional, whatever. So we we use people as objects. So, anyways, Pope John Paul just giving names it. So good, be just and
1: so helping to give an antidote to what's going on in the culture right now. What's going on with our understanding of even what a man and, and a woman is or could be. I can't thank JP 2 enough for his role in, in my life and our story.
0: I can't tell if you know this, but we love Popcho, and I ask him to pray for us. And um, I'll actually, I'm I could do an episode about this later, but I ask saints to pray with me when I'm praying with over or praying for somebody. I'm like, Hey, come here, you know, come here and pray with me. So they're my buds. They're my friends. So he's like my spiritual grandpa, along with Fulton Sheen and CS Lewis, who's not even Catholic, but sorry, dude, you're my spiritual grandpa. Just so good. Anyways. I think that we'll probably have to, that was a long episode. We hope you enjoyed that. And, um, how JP2, we love him so much.
1: Stay tuned for more conversations with outside amazing guests, as well as us just talking about things. <laughs> just,
0: just talking. <laughs> Having a coffee talk.
1: up you like butter. Flock of goats.
0: Flock of goats. See because of like these people are strange.
1: Till next time. See you next time. See you later.